You should just have to press the button there, mate. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Okay, so welcome to episode 47 of the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. And we are very excited in the studio today because we've got the breakout superstar of BritRest. We've got Progress's own Tate Mayfairs. How are you doing, Tate? Woohoo! Feeling very good. Feeling good, <laughs> feeling great, loving life. As only I do, you know what I mean? Like, it's very apt to have someone as fun as me on the wrestling should be fun podcast thank you for having me no problem at all and for a monday night you're sounding pumped (laughs) (laughs) the days of the week are just names for me every day is a great day so yeah monday another fun day is what is in my eyes love to hear it mate love to hear it so let's crack on with the call-up sheet doing with the call up okay so we'll call out some wrestling fans off our tweets who wanted a new character and based on their bio we'll give them one okay, okay. first up we've got little dog pockets little dog pockets. nothing is a big thing forever is a long time from the city you know the one so he sounds very vague but he's got little dog pockets yeah what are you thinking matt I'm thinking we're sticking in with the road dog. Okay. He can be little dog's pocket. And he's just going to be a hype man for road dog. We know road dog likes to get on the stick. He can now have an annoying person on the stick with him as well. So are you basically booking him as K-Quick? Essentially as K-Quick, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) How about you, Tate? So sometimes I listen to um, Jim Cornette's podcast, and I'm sure, what is he called, Orange Cassidy? Is he calling My Little Pockets or Little Boy It Pockets? is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something there. I was thinking, straight away, I was thinking of G-Money and... Uh, oh, the dog collar. Cassidy. So maybe I see this guy with uh, a dog collar, nipple tassels, and double denim. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting over. He's getting over with that. Next up, we've got... The one, Anthony Guy. He's a writer, a comedy, he's a comedy genius, a nerd, the coolest person you'll ever meet, guaranteed or money back from the dark. No, I don't movie. believe that. I'm so... <laughs> What's his name? Andrew Guy. Anthony Guy. That... Anthony the Guy. And he says he's the self-proclaimed funniest guy ever. This guy's a heel. <laughs> he's already got heat from tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and furthermore, he's going to have a monotone and a monobrow, and he's just going to, hi, guys. <laughs> no jokes as well. That's his no, gimmick. No jokes, Anthony Guy. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Yeah, I can't add to that. I think Tate smashed it there. We, we have to make him quite bland if he's got them sort of preposterous boasts. <laughs> Next up, we've got Michael Tracy who doesn't really have much on his bio beyond the fact that he has a picture of the old Highbury Stadium and he's got a picture of himself in an Arsenal shirt wearing the NXT UK title. 
Oh, I already love him. <laughs> <laughs> I already love him. He's he's the number. He's the champ. He's the champ. <laughs> well, well, he's already got the belt. <laughs> he's the ace of the promotion of the country in my eyes. Maybe we call him the Gunner. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or Michael Highbury. Michael Highbury. <laughs> Michael Highbury. Uh, next up, we've got Chris G, who's a Chicago sports connoisseur, a comic lover, and a wrestling fan idiot from Chicago. Oh. So what was his name again? Chris G. Chris G. Chris G, a, a, a Chicago sports fanatic. Yeah. And a connoisseur, even. A connoisseur, yes. <laughs> like he's uh mm, okay and then what else was it hey, he's, a, he a he's a comic lover so maybe he could be friends with johnny gargano and he's a wrestling fan idiot just like us all i have no ideas for the gimmick but his finisher has got to be something along the lines of the g spot <laughs> that's all i've got the g spot so maybe he's got some kind of val Venus character <laughs> yeah <laughs> Isn't or it's like, it's like, you know, like when Chronic had like weed puns for their moves, but they clearly didn't really smoke a lot of weed. And it's like that. <laughs> he's like, he's clearly not a sexual character, but his move is called the G-Spot. <laughs> that is the most casual put down you did for a guy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this guy clearly doesn't get anywhere. Yeah. But... <laughs> In the character, you know, a bit like the lad in NXT 2.0 right now. I forget his name. And when we've got two more, we've got Loopy Roman. And he says, I don't know what to say. I'm not good with bios. And he's from yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> I already like the idea of a guy who doesn't know what to say in any promos. <laughs> Every time they hand in the mic, he's like, oh, oh well, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> he's from uh, Minnesota, did you say? Yeah. I swear, like, all Minnesota wrestlers are just wham. Like Brock like, Minnesota, or Brock's from Minnesota. Yeah. Hawk and Animal, one of them's from around that way as well. I remember seeing a thing about that. They just grow them big out there. Oh yeah, I like the name Loopy Roman. It's a good name. Yeah, mm. I think um, he fat sounds like the third member of Happy Corbin's gang as well. <laughs> Mad Cat Moss, Happy Corbin, and Loopy Roman are definitely winning a trios belt somewhere. So this dude is a big hot amateur wrestler. With a Bible thumping big hoss amateur wrestler, with uh, what was the third thing you have here? Uh, he, he just said that he's not good with bios, and that was it. <laughs> oh, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to cut a promo every time. <laughs> situation his best friend betrayed him, he just he has no words. <laughs> Loopy Roman to me is like um, Roman Reigns with his like tribe, but it's ran by Saxon Huxley. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And so, last but not least, we've got Skipper Bob, who is a podcast editor, and he does things with audio and crowds, and he yells a lot. Well, Hacksaw dug him straight out of the bat. <laughs> How has Skipper Bob not managed the NWA Tag Team Champions in 1984? Because that <laughs> is the exact vibe I'm getting from that name. Do you guys know Sunset Skip? Yeah, yeah. He uh, MCs at my local. Uh, there you go. It'd be somewhere along the lines of Sunset Skip and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in my eyes. <laughs> so those are our call-ups for this week. Thanks so much for everyone. We'll give you a DM and let you know that you've had a shout-out from the man himself, Tate Mayfairs. 
Ooh-hoo. Now we'll move on to what the nerds are watching. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on. A la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 hey. Matt, you weren't able to make it to progress, but you said that you had some questions for us about the show itself. Yeah, yeah, obviously, Guy, there's a lot of progress shows right now, and I've had to to sacrifice a couple of them, unfortunately. But I was following along on Twitter. I was seeing the results. And uh, obviously that main event caught my eye. Been loving that Cara work with the belt. And, you know, the pandemic got in the way a little bit, but he still held that belt for over two years now. And I just wondered, you know, how, firstly, how was the match? And secondly, how was that room post-result? Uh, yeah, do you want to go, Dan? Yeah, sure. So for me, uh, the match itself was a lot of fun. They definitely teased that it was going to be a 60-minute time limit draw by mentioning the time limit pre-match and the fact that they booked it in a way where the first kind of 10 minutes were super kind of slow grapple fest made it feel like, yep, that's where they're going with this, like settle in because this one's going long. And then as soon as Spike Trevay comes out with a chair and um, you kind of realise, okay, maybe this isn't going where we thought it was going to go. Then he gets sent out. He comes back in a few minutes later from the opposite side of the door. So I'm, so I'm assuming, Tate, that Spike would have had to exit the ballroom and then come round back in the other way to do yeah. that, which is pretty fun. I don't think he possesses magical powers, so I think in something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, and that was getting a lot of heel heat because obviously Spike Trevay is one of the greatest heels in British wrestling at the moment, apart from one other guy that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, when Gresham took advantage and did the low blow, followed by the middle fingers to the crowd, that crowd felt like an old school progress crowd again. It felt like, Hmm. okay, it's kind of Jimmy Havoc, Hill champion, Heat was back in the ballroom. I know that people have been mentioning that it was a slightly smaller attendance because of the fact there's four shows this week. Um, Not everyone's got the money to be going to all of them. But the people that were there, it didn't feel like a small crowd at all. It was brilliant heat that they managed to get and Gresham owned it. And yeah, then there was a lovely moment at the end of it where Gresham leaves with both belts, walks past Banks. So that's obviously teed up for Friday. And then there was a lovely moment where Caranoir got his flowers from the crowd where basically they just let him know that, yeah, even though you don't hold the belt, you're still our champion. So yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant main event and I loved it. Yeah, I agree. It was perfect, though, you know. The uh, the the people that did have a ticket may not have, you know, the, the match was always going to be a banger, right? Yeah. And it was a banger. But I don't think, I think in that moment when the finish went down, everyone realised that they're a part of something very special and they're very fortunate to have a ticket that night. And furthermore, after, I can't recall for a very long time seeing a outpouring of emotion and gratitude towards a wrestler at British wrestling, like I saw last night. And particularly as well, like a progress champion, they normally turn on them before they... they (laughs) (laughs) Cara did it, uh, you know, he managed to do it perfectly. So, uh, and the audience gave him back that. It was an awesome moment. It was very cool to see. Absolutely, Matt. And um, I'm sure that hearing this, you're going to be pretty annoyed that you you weren't there. Yeah, 
Yeah, I am, I am fuming, guys, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys had fun with it. Obviously, I would have liked to have been, I was there when Cara won it, and it was uh, one of my best days being a pro, so I really got into that match and that moment, mm. um, so to see him drop it now is uh, gutting, but he'll bounce back quickly, right, because he's got his old foe Dragon on Friday, so uh, that, that match will probably be all right, I reckon. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, it doesn't have the belt on the line, as it would have done a few days ago, but does that matter when they're going to just make art, right? It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a belter. Like, I don't even think... Think of how great that that story has been anyway. It's not something that needed stakes to make it even more interesting. It's already super interesting on its own, right? So Yeah, absolutely. The future of progress looks very exciting, does it not? You know? Massively so. Hmm. And I think it just needs a little bit more dash of Tate Mayfair's in there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I know what's up. I know what's up. But uh, yeah, as you have seen, the future or... People can't guess now what's going to happen with this company. They cannot guess um, or know what's happening with that title picture either. And I just happen to be the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk planet Earth. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, Tate, um, was there any other matches that really stood out for you? Was that your match tonight? Was there other ones on there that you loved? That was a match of the night, but the whole card was a great card, you know. The... the, the uh, the big, massive tag match. What was it? Eight man? Eight man, yeah. That was so good. EPFs and the Lycos gym that delivered well. The other tag match as well. Yeah. It was, it was a great it was a great card head to toe. That, you know, it was a good card head to toe, but it's Tate Mayfair's that, that is, is, make, is what takes something from being good to being great, you know? <laughs> you mentioned the ticket sales, and, and I just got to say this, yes, there's some really cool shows happening this tomorrow and Wednesday and Friday in London with Progress. There's a lot going on. It's an exciting week. It's an exciting month for Progress and that. But, you know, when I had my chapter debut, the very next show, it was a sellout. The next time they had me on, again, sold out show. The very next show, sold out. They didn't have me on the show following that. And then the attendance dropped. So I'm just going to put it out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> They call me Ticket Seller Tate. They call me Box Office Mayfairs, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> the stats don't lie, Tate. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you mentioned there briefly that um, you had your match at Progress versus Dean Ormark. How was your ballroom main chapter debut for you? Enjoy it? Yeah, loved it, man. Like, you know, it's a funny day. I was there. They got word that, you know, Axelon weren't going to make it. A few bits and pieces changed, and then... It was like, hey, you uh, you heard about this? And I said, yeah, I heard. And I want to fight the guy. And they and they said, you know, this guy's been on a winning streak. You know, he's had the most wins in, out of anyone in progress. I don't give a crap. I, I will have him. I will have him. Because the point is, I understand how this business works. Like, everyone has their favorites, especially on the independents. They love their fan favorites. They, they cheer the people who, are, who write quirky things on Twitter and the rest of it. But I don't get that fanfare, and that's partly by design. I don't pander to the people. I don't care about them. Like, I just purely turn up and be the best wrestler in the world. So I don't get the same opportunities by the nature that I don't have this big support like, like all of these other guys. But time will tell. Like I said in the video that I posted that came out, you know, it's just a matter of time till every knee bends, every head bows, and every tongue confesses. Tateness is greatness. So when I had an opportunity to prove that at the ballroom, uh, I jumped on it. I didn't care who it was against. And I got in there and 
you know, Dean did walk away with a victory. That's fine. That is what it is. But I, I think if you go back and watch it and then tell me that I didn't steal the show, then I think you're a liar. <laughs> I would say most of that match, Tate, you were winning. That's it. I was. You know, I, I was. And if it had gone longer, I would have won. But Oscar Harding is the ref there, and he doesn't have. He, he he's a bit biased against me, to be honest. I think it was a bit of a fast count. I think Dean has some like cheeky veteran tricks up his sleeve. And next time I'll get him. Next time. I have to say that my um, lasting memory of that match was the leg drop that Ormark did on you. I thought he was going to go through your body. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, at one point I became cognizant of what was going on, and I. Did- <laughs> <laughs> I did see Dean Ormark seemingly dropping from the heavens and he was so high in the air. <laughs> oh no, this is going to hurt. <laughs> All jokes aside, he's a fantastic wrestler. And it was funny enough at the beginning of the year, I didn't post it because I don't care about what anyone else kind of opinion on it is or whatever. But privately, I made a list and he was very high up there and it was really cool to tick him off early on. And a few other people have been on that list and think have been ticked off. So it's been good, but yeah. So let me just to start for you in 2022. Um, I know Dom is a big fan of yours. He's part of the group. And last year in our predictions episode at the start of the year, he predicted you to have a breakout year. And obviously the pandemic hit that. Yeah. But, um, we gave him the point anyway, because you did obviously make your debut on the network and things like that. So yeah. We were way in front of the curve on the Take Mayfair's Affairs train. Bless you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. See, clearly people who are of good taste who know what they're on about. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was a it was a funny old time. I know the world was crazy, wasn't it? And like if I can you know self-indulge for a minute on this, it things in 2020 were going really well. Trajectory was was doing really well, and it it literally took a a worldwide pandemic to, to put a halt to that. It was what it was, and it was slow to get back, and it was it was weird with the fear with the you know behind closed doors thing. But nevertheless, we are we are on track, and absolutely, I feel, I feel like that match with you know the match with Joe at the theatre Peckham ones was great. But then it was even better to you know again have that one with Dean was was another great little yeah, mark yeah. On that, a turning a turning thing on on getting. I can so, imagine with your character as well that. Crowds are very important because I know that you say that you don't care about them, but you definitely bounce off them in your matches. <laughs> oh, they have their fun, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, we all love performing in front of the crowds. And to truth be told, I really enjoyed it all. I love professional wrestling. I, I study the game inside and out. And I was actually asked, hey, do you want us to wait bringing you in until we get back to live crowds? Because like, you know, if we're going to bring you in, like for a debut, would you want to have you know that that live reaction for yeah. it and i said no i said i, w- I want to I bring me in now because i saw the opportunity of getting to work the no crowd thing as like a once in a lifetime opportunity never before and touch wood never again will we be in a situation where that happens and as a professional wrestler as a performer it was a very exciting opportunity to, to do a wrestling match in a in a very unique set of circumstances so yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed it it both of course i love being in front of the crowds and and that is for the most part you know such a big part of what we do and why we do it but it was also exciting and interesting to to wrestle in front of just the camera crew and play with 
how the art form changes there as well. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Especially working with people as clever as Cara Noir and people like that on that roster. It must have been great to pick their brains as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Matt, have you been watching anything this week? I caught um, the St. Patrick's Day Slam show that AEW put out. I thought that was a really good show. Uh, I didn't really have too many hot takes apart from that um, Danielson and Moxley might be my favourite tag team already. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. already working like a, again, to bring up the reference, but like a heel NWA WCW tag team. I'm getting real vibes of the uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew about their work. They're just going in and taking names, aren't they? Um, they really put the beating into Wheeler Utah in that match. And, and um, you had the extra dash of Regal as well, which was great, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it's just a perfect team, right? And and watching them put together a stable is going to be so much fun. And just watching them mix it up with some of the more established tag teams is going to be a blast. Uh, Cold Tate, those two are a really good tag team. That was my standout of the show. And obviously the main event with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker was outstanding as well. Uh, shame, I think they kind of, it looked like they maybe rushed that ending, but nonetheless, it was an excellent match. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the thumbtack spot was brilliant. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Ever taken a thumbtack sport tape? <laughs> uh, no, not the thumbtacks. When I <laughs> when I was a kid, I like I I was like, I'm gonna be a wrestler one day. I better learn how to get the tacks. So I I did it once as a kid. Terrible idea. Don't recommend it to anyone. Um, did you get the big pop though. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done it. I've not done it yet, but I welcome it. I tell you, um, you know, I've started work with TNT. I'm going to be with TNT definitely throughout this year uh, and going forward. Who knows? Maybe we'll find Mayfairs at some point having a bit of more than he can chew or out the deep end in, in some sort of danger. I would I would welcome it. Yikes. What, I was going to say, Tate, what's your kind of um, weekly diet of wrestling like? Do you jump in and out of products or any products that you watch regularly? I can imagine it's always an education, right? It's like money. Uh, when we had Gene Money on, he said about how watching wrestling was, uh, he tried to get as much in every week to try and school himself a little bit. Is that a similar thing for you? Sure. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, I hate to, I don't want to like spoil the fun in, in, in some ways that, you know, I mean, everyone watches it in different ways and, and especially, you know, people in a situation like yourself is different to us doing it as a craft. Like, yeah. So it's different for me uh, personally. I don't like watch shows week to week. You know, I'll occasionally catch an episode of you know Dynamite or of Raw or SmackDown or NXT UK or a, a big New Japan show. I often kind of also pick out like matches from those that I wanted to see. You know, I kind of skim ahead to the matches that I particularly wanted to see. In terms of keeping up with the products, I just through the social medias of seeing what's going on in terms of watching wrestling for the most part it's actually me seeking specific matches styles through different time zones and corners of the world um where i'm looking for specific things you know yeah 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 definitely i can imagine um as you say it is very different watching it as a craft rather than as a fan and you've obviously done both because I'm assuming that you started watching wrestling much younger than you started wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, God, of, of course, I was, you know, I, I loved it. It was funny, I, when I was a kid, we we didn't have Sky Sports or whatever. I remember I asked for it every single Christmas. I was like, 
please Sky Sports. <laughs> and they were like, no. So it was almost like a journey of like, um, what's that? That almost like distance makes the heart grow fonder. It was like that, like everyone else had it or, you know, or knew access to it, yeah. Right, and I didn't. I did get WCW on Channel 5 and that was my life for a period of time until that went. Yeah, that was, was that like the Saturday night show? I think it was Friday. It was like Simps. the run was Simpsons, Robot Wars, and then halfway through Robot Wars, WCW would come on. Love it. And I'd have to fight <laughs> my brother to get him to switch. And then, yeah, that was... I was on that same run, and then I think it used to be Fort Boyard would follow on after the WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Always a hit. Yeah. Bit of Dirty Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but but then after that, I, you know, it was really hard to get out. So a lot of it for me was you know dial up internet trying to like get find out what had happened on the WWE website at the time they would have like write-ups of what happened at raw and they would maybe have a small video clip uh, <laughs> and then it would be getting like videos from um from you know the the shops or from renting them out and stuff like that and then until eventually like uh, i was able to access it more so and and watch it regularly and but I had already started wrestling at 14 years old and then I started consuming wrestling over time of being in the, the business. I started consuming wrestling in a different way, you know? Uh, and you, you, I think the question was about how, what did we watch this week? Obviously we spoke about the progress shows that, that yeah. uh, I've got a big hair versus hair match coming up on good Friday and I am uh, watching uh, the two matches I watched most recently. Not hair versus hair, but similar kind of stakes. It was um, Eddie versus Ray, one of my favorites. Oh, Hello, 97. And uh, EC3 and Spud, hair versus hair. I'm just oh, looking. Match is so good, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking for ways in which I can secure the victory. Look at what the trappings might be because it's similar guys. A guy against Nino Bryant. Have you heard of Nino Bryant? I haven't. Yeah, Nino Bryant wrestles again in uh, Borumwood. He's, I think he's a Borumwood lad. He was on the Defend Indie uh, ten-year tournament. Check him out. He's really good at what he does, and that's why he's a slippery cat. A similar kind of setup in the same way of like me being like an Eddie or an EC3, and him being like a Ray or a Spud. Like it's a similar kind of like style. Uh, yeah. so that's why I'm watching like what ways is he might slipping out of here how can I make sure that I secure the win and also along the way how can I embarrass and humiliate him as much as possible on the way <laughs> how much hair does he have he's got long hair yeah okay. he's a long haired boy okay yeah it's scraggly and dirty and it's all cut <laughs> off he's a young boy and, he, and he's got this like I don't care teenage angst thing and listen i'm i'm a well-crafted well-groomed handsome man and i'm gonna teach him a thing or two i'm gonna beat him up i'm gonna i'm gonna humble him i'm gonna shave his head and then mold him into uh, what he could be you know a great the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk play earth is me but he could he could be somewhere along along the way toward that following his defeats me so what haircut do you have in mind for him just oh he's going off Big he old yeah he needs to go bald he needs to <laughs> start the process to becoming a real man. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so let's move on to the round table. Have you ever, ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Have you ever, ever 
Okay, so the round table is where we talk about a specific thing in wrestling. And Tate, as you're a heel in the business, uh, just a quick overview on what we think makes a great heel. We'll start with you, Matt. I mean, where do you start with such a, a grand question, right? I suppose it comes down to the modern idea as well, because I know Ross is going to have some hot takes. You're a you're an old fashioned heel kind of guy, right? Like, I am, yeah. Get their heat. None of this Adam Cole pointing thumbs at himself, right? And getting a getting a pop. You're you're all about the heat, brother, right? Absolutely, yeah. Heat seekers are us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no real ambition apart from I want to dislike them. So uh, if I dislike them because they're good and it's annoying, or if I dislike them because they're just cheating or if i dislike them because they're a bully as long as i hate them so yeah heel work is obviously fun i think wrestling fandom generally seems to uh gravitate towards the hills right but um they've got to get the heat they've got to shine up them baby faces for us because i love cheering a good baby face and they need a dastardly heel to get them over absolutely yeah you were saying at the Bora wood show that you went to recently that some of the hills were your favorites right in terms of character work yeah yeah, there's some really fantastic ones and they're, they're quite a range. Obviously, it's a quite family-friendly show down there. But, um, you know, you've got like a guy like uh, in our show, like Corey McRae, who's just a heel because he just kicks really hard and uh, doesn't seem to let up and give his opponent much of a chance, you know. And that gimmick could work both ways. It's their interaction with the crowd that has really sent him on a heel trajectory as opposed to being, you know, uh, a baby face there. So it's a really uh, interesting thing. And I suppose Tate knows the mechanics of it more, like, What's the most important aspect? Like, is it the work in the ring? Is it the work on the mic? Is it just mannerisms? Like, I don't even, I can't place what I think the most important thing is. I don't like to, like, give away too much. Yeah. It should be enjoyed, right? Wrestling. Yeah. We enjoy wrestling. and But I think, to put it briefly, I think a great hill brings up his baby face, presents his baby face um, in a most desirable light to the audience and highlights his strengths and and the most important thing as well is takes away the audience's fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Love that. So for me, um, I was thinking about it all, um, all this past week. And quite interestingly, I think a big thing for what makes a really good heel is like a faction or a stable. Mm. And I love the fact that obviously they surround themselves with people as gatekeepers to keep people away from the heel getting what he's got mm. coming to him. Because... Once you see the heel get what's coming to him, you're either going to get a slight babyface reaction, similar to um, Havoc and Smallman when Havoc finally lost Robinson as his little poison dwarf. <laughs> and he went through that blood and guts match and kind of people kind of turned around on him and were like, yeah, actually, we respect you and you've lost the belt now. So you're not holding us hostage anymore. So I think that's really important. And I think... The, the, the WWE have done that brilliantly with Roman recently. The Usos and Paul Heyman offer great protection for Roman in his matches and in build-up to matches. And another thing that I love about heels, when they do it right, in my view, is when they can convey a personality trait onto someone that you love and make you think, oh, you're making them a dick. And uh-huh. I want them to be like the guy that I thought they were. And when they can do that, and they can turn someone that was so beloved into to someone that you don't like anymore. That's my perfect heel. Someone oh. so dastardly that they can take a guy that you loved and, um, what's the word, kind of poison them in a way mm. to become part of their kind of um, scheme. Uh, yeah, that's my absolute favourite. And someone that I think of for that 
is probably back in the day for like WCW where like Lex Luger and Sting were friends. And Lex Luger was obviously a heel, but could kind of convey that he was a babyface testing enough for, for, for Sting to be blinded. And everyone else is like, mate, this guy that you're hanging around with is a dick. And Sting turning around and being like, no, look, Lex is great. He's flexing for the crowd and smiling. And then as soon as he turns around, he's <laughs> he stops smiling and he's trying to get out of the way of the fans and stuff. Yeah, like that was my favourite uh, sort of heel. Um, someone that you can really get deep into your skin of someone that you just don't want to cheer, uh, uh, cheer for. And the exact opposite, boo. As you say, Matt, I'm very much old school um, in terms of my hilldom. And when I do see someone like, like Adam Cole actively trying to get cheers, I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. But I know that a lot of people now see that wrestling is a grey kind of world and there's right and wrong. So I get it. But yeah, I just throw back to the old times. I love an idiot heel as well. You know, like uh, Cameron Grimes' role when he first came into NXT, which he then flipped and did the feud with LA Knight, where LA Knight took on that role, you know. Yeah. They're just they're so high on their own sort of success that they then just become idiotic. I, 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 it's fun to laugh at them, and you can see the joke coming, and you know they're going to fuck it, and <laughs> yeah. then they fuck it. I just think, yeah. I, I think my favourite um, heel goofball at the moment is Brandon Cutler. Yeah, Brandon Cutler's a really good example, actually, and it's it's sort of a thankless task in a way because he's not winning many matches, but he's getting the desired response from everyone. He, he's fantastic work that guy. Yeah, there's just obviously so many different types of heel all the way from a Jimmy Havoc absolute demon who was threatening to cut um, Osprey's ear off in a ring <laughs> all the way through to the goofballs of the Cutlers and, and the world. And then you've got the likes of Tate Mayfair's and Spike Trevay who kind of live in the same kind of world, but are very different at the same time. Very um, different. Completely different. This guy is a tough Tory born rich silver spoon piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am rags to riches, son. I was born. There weren't carpet. Have you seen the video? There weren't carpet on the floor where I grew up. There wasn't food in the cupboards. Yeah. There was like daily. There was, I grew up in a grimy, grimy place, a grimy start to this world. There was no love. There was no handouts. There was no, you know, I'm great because of all of the work that I have done to become the man that you see before you in that ring on this call right now dressed to the nines looking good smelling good great great professional wrestler i'm more athletic i'm more agile i'm better looking than spike trevay i'm better looking than everyone else on that roster and i've done more than any of them ever done i've i have literally been in this business since i was 14 i have traveled the world i have traveled out of dimensions i have been through hardship and overcome them. And I am a higher level, not just wrestler, but human being than anybody that has ever stepped foot in the ballroom or for any company in the United Kingdom or worldwide. And that's why I am Tateness is greatness, the greatest professional wrestler that ever walked planet Earth. And it pisses me off to be put in the same ballpark as these people. It pisses me off to not have the adulation from the fans who 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 clap and cheer to someone with a quirky little T-shirt or a funny little Twitter handle. No, I am as good as I say I am. And that's why they don't like me, because A, they're jealous and B, they just haven't cottoned on yet. And it is just a matter of time till they do bow their heads, and confess that Tateness is greatness. That's the out, Tate. Fantastic. That was um, fantastic. And that's the reason like why... I am nothing he, like him. Okay. 
noted. <laughs> yeah, so that's Hildum, and that's how you cut a hill promo, people. <laughs> Matt, did you have a lasting impression on the life of a hill? No, no, I, I agree with Tate's point earlier. Uh, even though I kind of asked the question, I agree that the magic of wrestling is just turning up and having guys that you can just boo and you know why. And uh, my first reaction isn't thinking why they're doing something I just know to boo. And I think that's a fantastic part of wrestling. Yeah. Obviously, I get that it's fun to pull it apart and try and understand it. But like, yeah, of course. It, I think the main thing is take away the fun. You know? And why do they need any of that fun anyway? Right. <laughs> about winning wrestling shouldn't be fun with Tate Mayfair's <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm just having fun with you guys <laughs> okay so let's head into the main event of the evening which is Booker Bingo Booker Bingo is Booker, Booker T going to do some bingo out here mate you've already called it that's our jingle for this uh, one can you fix <laughs> that <laughs> B-I-N-G-O and Bingo was his name oh Okay, let's spin the wheel and see who we're going to book Tate Mayfair's in a feud against. Wow, okay. So, we've got an interesting one here. You're up against Jay Uso. Jay Uso. Okay. <laughs> Who's that? Which one is he? <laughs> Matt, did you feel confident enough to have a crack first? Well, I, I can try and piece something together. Um, I will also ask, is Jay the one who had the pretty <laughs> good singles run recently? He was, uh, yeah, he was. Okay. Well, I think we're going to get a bit of a defection here. I think this is how this one's going to start. I think um, I think Tate's coming over to SmackDown post-Mania. They've seen the greatness in Tate, and they want a bit of that. I'll talk about this yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's out of the bag. Carry on. So as long as Tate's happy representing the blue brand, he's in. Always SmackDown as a kid, to be fair. <laughs> and Roman's, you know, Roman's top dog there. You know, he is the guy. But um, as soon as Tate turns up, I think Jay's eyes are getting drawn towards Tate. And he's starting to maybe... And Roman's not happy. Roman's like, listen, what, what are you doing? But Jay's, Jay wants to help Tate out. He sees something in Tate and he's willing to, to go and help Tate out. So, so Jay leaves the group. And he's going to go and join Tate. And Tate's managed to beguile him in. He's, he's given him the talk. We've already heard how great he is at giving speeches tonight. And uh, he gives that talk to Jay. Jay's interested and goes over. Mm. And there's some success. It's, it's a weird put together tag team, but they have some success in the division. They start building up the wins. They win some gold. They win those tag belts. And uh, it's a good run with the belts. But eventually they do lose the belts because Jay isn't on Tate's level. Jay loses against, let's say, Boogs and Nakamura get those straps for a bit. And, it, and Jay takes the pin and, and Tate, you know, at the time he maybe acknowledges, he goes, fine, we'll get these belts back. They have the rematch, they lose again. Jay takes that pin again. He, he messes up, he super kicks Tate, it's a mess. <laughs> so Tate does what anyone would do in this situation and he beats the hell out of Jay in the middle of the ring. He just says, you know, I'm, I'm greatness. You saw it in me, Jay, you came to me. You wanted a piece of this. And you've let me down time and time again. So we build, this happens over a year, and we build to a WrestleMania match where Jay Uso is going to try and get his revenge. 
against Tate Mayfair's. Mayfair's getting that WrestleMania moment. <laughs> wow. Who wins? I don't know. Probably Tate because he's great. <laughs> good man. That's real good for that's really good. Have you got anything? Or do you want me to go? I'll have a go. Okay, let's let's say that Jay Uso um, is released along with one thousand other wrestlers by the WWE. So he has his indie run, and he comes on down to the UK, and he basically calls out anyone in the back who's willing to take on Jay Uso, former tag champ, former battle royal winner, former member of the tribe. Who wants to take him on? And first out is Spike Trevay, and Spike Trevay comes out. And he's like, I'm the guy here. I'm the guy that's going to take on Jey Uso. And as he's making this promo, Tate Mayfair is in the back and he's like, I'm not having this. I'm not having Spike Trevay take the glory of taking on Jey Uso in the main event. So he comes out and he hits him with a cocktail glass from behind. (laughs) Spike Trevay is picking out glass from the back of his head. And Jey Uso is having to face Tate Mayfair in the main event of TNT in Liverpool in their big show of the year. Jay Uso is like, who's this guy? He's just come out and taken someone's spotlight. I can't believe that this has happened. I was booked against Spike Gervais and now I'm having to <laughs> wrestle on the fly. <laughs> so then it's the main event. Tate Mayfair's versus Jay Uso. Jey Uso comes out to his old school Uso's music and his old school hacker style entrance. Because hacker. He's, yeah, oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> because he's not part of the tribe anymore. And then we get Tate Mayfair's coming out, giving the fans what for, trying to tell them, you know, you've all bought a ticket for Jey Uso, but why? When you've got the greatest wrestler living right now in the UK in Tate Mayfair's, and then we have a back and forth match. It's amazing. Then it's the big splash from the Uso. He misses because he's wised up from that Dino Mark leg drop. He knows to move out the way. And then Tate Mayfair's wins with a roll up with his feet on the ropes and his finger in the air at, at the fans, having stolen the win from Jay Uso. Hell yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Let's make sure he gets fired first. I don't know. I don't know if it's yours, Tate. Well, what I say is, following WrestleMania, Roman becomes crowned undisputed champ. They go out to party. Who do they call? Tate Mayfair's 0800 M A Y F A I R S. Good times pursue. We're living it up. We're having a great time. Stone Cold's with us too. We're knocking back a couple of Steve Weisers. Flair's here, paying for the bar. Mayfair's here. We're sipping martinis, we're having a great time. So we party on down to the early hours. We don't go to sleep. It's straight on through to Monday Night Raw, the party continues. But during the night, you see, Jay's a bit of a square. You see, he wants to go home early. He doesn't want to, he wants to like, you know, text his missus and stuff like that. (laughs) And we're like, come on, stop being boring. And he ends up being basically the guy who's getting bullied all night, like the butt of all the jokes. And it's mainly me. I instigate it. I mainly kind of keep it going, you know? And, and, and to the point where his brother and, and um, Roman are like really in on it. And they're just like fully on my side. We're all 
We're all taking the piss out of Jay, and he's slowly getting a bit miffed by it. But Roman is having the best time of his life, you know, biggest win of his career, and uh, and he's just loving the company of the Mayfers, as as we all do, as everyone does. So, you know, Monday rolls by, and me and Roman are best best pals by this point. His brothers all hot me, but Jay's Jay's feeling a bit bit miffed, <laughs> and this this continues week from week. They just keep inviting me out, you know, I'll keep letting the good times roll, nice parties, nice cars, good food, uh, and I'm getting on more and more in with the Samoan dynasty to the point where I, I'm actually each time, you know, moving up the table, even in the big Samoan table outside of what's going on here, <laughs> to the point where Jay's going further down the table and he's getting bothered by it. And then I start feeding them little lies like, hey, I like Nick. Nick like someone's watch, a Nick Roman's watch. He's like, where did the watch go? I'm like, I think I saw Jay take it. I'm not sure about you, but <laughs> meanwhile, I've planted it in his bag. And then he, they go check it. Bang, the watch is there. They're like, what the hell? Come on, man. And it's little bit by little bit. I keep getting, it keeps snitching on him and setting him up until one day he has enough. And he's like, that's take guy. He's sorting it all out. He's a fraud. He's a bad guy. He's leading you along. And I'm like, listen, this. Look at him. He's volatile. Look at him. You can't trust him. He's crazy. <laughs> he gets kicked out of the Samoan family for, for disrespecting a guest, a well-honored guest in Tate Mayfair's that I am. An embarrassment on the family. Jay is kicked out, and eventually, that's it. It's Samoan street fight time. Ooh. And me and Jay battle it out at SummerSlam. Yes, mate. So, so good. Fantastic first effort ever from Tate Mayfair's there. And I think, Matt, I think that we'll probably be on the same page here that that every single time a guest wins, but that was a worthy win for Tate Mayfair's, right? I I can't argue it. What I'm learning is wrestlers are really good at booking wrestling feuds involving themselves. (laughs) Because yet again, the wrestler has come on and absolutely smashed it. (laughs) Appreciate that. That's kind. (laughs) Before you leave us, Tate, um, is there anything yeah. that you wanted to plug? If you haven't seen it, maybe you don't have internet connection because it's got nearly 20,000 views on YouTube. It's got nearly 10,000 on Twitter. I'm talking about the Tateness is Greatness promo, which I shot with James Musselwhite. So uh, if you go on my Twitter uh, and all my all my social medias are Tate Mayfairs, you will see it's the top pinned tweet. If you go on my YouTube, you'll see it's uh, the like the intro video, the top video. Yeah, and that will give you a full understanding of who I am, what I am, and what I'm about, and why I am the greatest professional wrestler who ever walked planet Earth. Which is, if you type that into Google, the first thing you see is me. <laughs> and I, I would say start there, and then once you've enjoyed that, kindly go to takemayfairs.com and buy yourself one of my many T-shirts, and just you know enjoy your life, enjoy wrestling. Don't get angry at the world around you, but you're welcome to get angry at me. <laughs> I love that, Tate. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure following your career so far, um, and it only feels like it's just getting started. So very excited for the future for you. Absolutely. You know, and I had a bit of fun pulling and teasing, pulling a few strings and teasing here and there. But truthfully, I love this business so very much, and I am so pleased to see things going in, in, in a great t- trajectory as of late and and i cannot wait i've got some incredible things to show you already in the next couple of weeks and throughout the year 
which I cannot wait for you to see and enjoy with you. I think that you do a great service to wrestling in your positive approach to wrestling and uh, it's, it's fully welcomed and I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks, Tate. Anything that you wanted to add, Matt? No, I think, uh, I think you covered everything, guys. Tate, it's uh, been a pleasure, mate. The pleasure, my pleasure as well. Thank you very much, guys. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.